Hello, hello, hello. We're back again. Back in the city of London. Raps on TV representing the best that boxing has to offer. We're here to talk about everything that happened last weekend. Um, we have a guest that our my co- my co-host is going to introduce us to. Um, I'll let him I'll let him deal with that in a bit. Um, but we're going to be talking about Brook versus Spence. The Yank came over and showed what he means when he says man down. Um, the, the spectacular side of Groves winning the belt at his fourth attempt. Um, the news of Cotto returning to boxing. The countdown to Ward versus Kovalev 2 begins with all the rumours and all the backslashing that seems to be going on. Also, the breaking news where it seems that Brona is will be fighting a guest that we recently interviewed, Mr. Mikey Garcia. So, lots to delve into, lots to talk about, lots to break down. So, now I'm over to you. Yeah, the great weekend with uh, three of our winners of our competition. We're the Paul Altai. Join us with Marcus, Marcus Archie, and also Amir Khan also was with us. It was a great time in Sheffield. I'll tell you what, I left New London, it was blazing hot, mate, and I got there, it was freezing, right? But it was an amazing, amazing atmosphere and a uh, big guide for Kel Brook, although we did predict he's going to be taken out late and uh, it just transpired. That's what just happened. Um, his n- error wasn't the Jeff Lacey, everyone was saying, and uh, he came from overseas and uh, took the belt like a champion. Uh, anyway, today we've got Paul Smith, two-time world title challenger, the oldest of the Sm- Smith brothers, you know, a very pre- pre- predominantly boxing, well-known boxing family from Liverpool. Paul is joining us because we're going to cover lots of things, including his latest world title bid. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. So we're going to start off with uh, the Brooks Spence Review Coach. Perfect. And for the guys listening in live on online, or those of you that want to dial in, don't forget the number is 01506 Um So yeah, we're going to get straight into the big weekend of boxing, which was Kel Brook versus Errol Spence Jr. Um, Chocolate Brownie versus Man Down. Um, the, the time had been upon us or been, we've been waiting for this type of a fight for a long time. Very happy once we'd got the announcement that the fight was due to take place. Um, and essentially, once the fight took place, I mean, what more could we say? Um, um, what more could we say other than it was a, it, it, it was, it was a great fight to watch? Um, for me and Nam, I just want to kind of break it down and ask you, um, you were there. Tell us a little bit about the atmosphere before we start breaking down the fight. Yeah, so the atmosphere, you know, we've been to quite a few matchroom matchroom uh, events. Uh, I'll say it's, it's it's a bit different from the normal O2 kind of crowd, mm-hmm. or even the Manchester crowd. It was, it was a bit of a different crowd, um, you know. There was, a, you know, <laughs> but to be honest, I mean, the, the atmosphere itself it was still the kind of electric atmosphere. I was uh, I was uh, texting Kenny Porter at the time because they were on our show last week, and uh, we were asking them about the. Uh, Frank Warren show, which doesn't is isn't really the same as a, as a matchroom show. It's not it's not got the same kind of atmosphere. And he said, look, wait till you get there. You know, wait, wait till you get to Sheffield. You're gonna feel what a real atmosphere feels like. And as I was texting him, he was like, he was like, yeah, this is electric atmosphere. Yeah, and it was brilliant, mate. I mean, he really livened up when uh, uh, George Gro- George Gro- Groves came on. You know, that's when it first livened up. Uh, the whole kind of patriotism started coming out. The whole St. George Groves, uh, you know, his anthem really got people riled up. Uh, George Groves came out, uh, done what he had to do. And I think that really set the precursor for the Kell Brook fight because he got everybody hyped up. You know, then you have the typical, the kind of Triple G anthem kicking off, which really basically got, you know, everyone kicking off again. And uh, yeah, if we basically uh, had, 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 had the guys coming out. Uh, atmosphere was incredible. Talk uh, about the guys that you went with. How, did they enjoy themselves? Yeah, uh, so I went with Paul. Uh, a guy called Marcus. We had a, was incredibly lucky. We we're outside, and a guy got kicked out for headbutting a security guard. Um, and <laughs> unbelievably, this guy was three rows from ringside. So wow. as he came out, you know, Marcus went went when I just started speaking to him. The guy gave him his ticket, you know, and uh, got inside. So Marcus, very very luckily, he was uh, sitting three three rows from ringside. Took a lot of pictures with a lot of boxing people. Um, yeah, he had a great time. Uh, another one of the winners, Amir, was first time in a boxing match. He, he really, really enjoyed it. He's going to go to more boxing events. Texting me all the time saying, yeah, he wants you know he wants to go to more events with us. And Paul, uh, Paul Alto, I think that was his first show as well. You know, uh, I don't know how, how far he travelled, but yeah, he, uh, he, he generally loved it. These guys, they went in quite early and uh, yeah, they had a cracking time. Good. Just goes to show, guys, keep listening out to Raps on TV. Uh, we're going to 
give more tickets and um, we're working with more names in the future to try and get that more exclusive access and, and hopefully host more of you to the fight. So uh, just start to breaking down the fighting. Um, um, straight question for you because you know that's how I do. That's the only way to do it. Um, so as predicted, Spence got the victory. Great fashion. Um, what did you make of the fight overall and what impressed you on the night? You know what, right? <clears throat> We've seen this pattern with Kelbrook before where, you know, sort of um, gasses out in the second half of the fight. And I think that's where we were all coming from when we were saying, you know, we think later on in the fight, he's going to tire out mm-hmm. and Errol Spence is going to take him out. And I think that's effectively what happened. And it's a combination of what we've seen before. Say, exactly, see, like the Carson Jones fight, mm-hmm. later half of the fight, he, you know, he struggled for energy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also the combination of losing so much weight to come down mm-hmm. back to 147, 160 pounds. I think yeah. that definitely had an impact on him, mm-hmm. right? So the fight started off, in my opinion, quite competitively. It was quite even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but after round six, it just seemed like he just lost his energy. He yeah. lost the gas, and Errol Spence was just all over him. Mm-hmm. You know, just body shot after body shot after body shot, which I think was draining him of energy even more. And uh, when he got, when he finally gave up, I think, you know, I think a lot of people called it right. It's definitely got demons from the Triple G thing. Because one of the first things he so? said... Yeah, I mean, well, that's what he's saying, isn't it? I mean, think about it, Coach. What he's saying in the, the post-fight commentary, I don't know why he's smiling, right? But <laughs> one of the first things he said was, the doctor told me if I stuck a rubber around, I'd go blind. Yeah, so that's... that. Whether it's true or not, that's yeah. what he's saying. You see what I'm trying to say? We can only go by what the guy's saying. But are we, so what are we saying that Spence is as, is as hard a hitter as Triple G? Nah. Nah. Dick. So I think... The, I Personally, I do think it's more linked to uh, Brooke. Maybe his bones... Yeah, I, was saying, I won't say genetics, but I think it's linked to his bones because it's not the same side of the fight, the same side of the face that yeah. was clearly uh, yeah. injured. Um, he, sw- he swole up quite easily. Don't forget, if you look back, some, some of the past tough fights he's had, he's not been swollen as, as bad, but he's had cuts. If you think back to Carson Jones when he fought mm. him, he was cut quite badly in that fight continuously. Mm. So... Um, in my mind, I do agree with you going in terms of the first sort of first uh, rounds one to six. I thought it was a close fight. Um, I'm going to say it and put it out there now. I was very disappointed with Sky's commentary and the scorecards from Carl Fox. Got a mm-hmm. lot of respect for him, but I just felt having Brooks so wide ahead was just madness. Um, I yeah. think these guys need to watch the fights again um, and see if they have the same scorecard. But I thought it was competitive. Um, Brook looked strong. Um, I felt that what he was able to do... Um, at times, not necessarily push Spence back a lot, but he was able to, when Spence wanted to come in... He wanted to be manhandled him. He, 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 he kind of, he, he didn't allow Spence to follow up with the big, with his and I left, his, 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 his Spence's from a southpaw position. Yeah. He didn't allow that to land too often um, or at will within those early rounds. I think he also gave Spence something to think about. So if you think about the right hands that Brook landed, he, he, he got through cleanly. But I think, again... For me, what that answers is that Spence has a chin now he's and a chin, he's durable. Yeah. We hadn't yeah. seen that before. And yeah. I think maybe even the fifth round, Spence, uh, Brooke not hit him with a, with a, with a big right. Mm. And Spence obviously just composed himself. He just um, came back strong. He just came back strong. And for me, what happened throughout the fight, especially that's why I felt the fight was very close for cool. I felt that Spence was doing a lot of the hunting, maybe not effectively landing punches, but I felt he was doing the majority of the hunting. So for me, um, and I think that was fight. a game plan, isn't it? The, the, I think the Brook game plan clearly was they wanted to stifle him because yeah. they didn't want to give him the space. Yeah. Right? You know, should we get some lines going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get some people, let's get some callers in, see who watched the fight. So we're going out to 860. 860. Hello. Hello there. Hi. Who's, who's, who are we speaking with? Paul, who went on Saturday. Ah, hi, Paul. How you doing? Paul, how you doing? You're right, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Are you? Yeah, good. How you been? How you been since the fight? Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Enjoyed uh, Saturday night though, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to just talk about the fight and what you felt about it and the whole atmosphere? The atmosphere was second to none. I'd, I'd only been to the Flanagan fight before that against Petrov, uh, and. The atmosphere was totally different uh, when Kel Brook came out and when George Groves won his world title. That was unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. And what do you think about the Brook Spence fight overall and 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 uh, Errol Spence's performance? I think he shocked a few people. He proved he's a bit stronger than a lot thought, and uh, I thought I'd, I'm still undecided whether. Obviously, who are we to judge Brook? 
on his own health. Because yeah. obviously he's got in the back of his mind that if he gets punched in the face again, yeah. he can go blind. So yeah. if he wants to live to carry on and fight another day, then he carries on. But if he goes blind, then it's no more paydays. And mm. then people that were telling him to carry on are probably just going to sit there watching other boxers mm. and criticise them instead. Mm. Fair point, fair point. Very fair points. Thank you very thank you very much, Paul. So listen, football, I didn't get a chance to meet you. I couldn't make the fight. But again, really happy for the support you've been giving us, um, sharing the show, liking and obviously calling in and giving your comments. So we're going to have Paul Smith joining us later in, in about the next 15 minutes. So feel free to please stay on the line. Um, otherwise, we do look forward to hearing for more comments from you. And thanks one, and, and congratulations for winning the tickets. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Cheers. Thanks. Uh, going out to 251, 251, yeah, the no floor problem. is yours. Hello. Hey, hi, how you doing, guys? Hi, how you doing, D? Not too bad, not too bad. Good, good, good. Question statement. Hello. Hello. D, you there? Um, my reception's like really bad. I don't even know if you can hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, can we, can hear you. we can hear you now. I guess it's just like an overview on the Kelbrook fight. Yep. Um, I think I think he was doing really good. Hello, can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We're listening. Yeah, yeah. My reception's a bit bad though. Can you hear me? Yep, we hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just the the fight, the Kelbrook and Spence fight. I, I feel. Yeah. Um. Ah, oh, good. Brilliant. 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 Yeah, just I just think that Kelbrook started really well. Um, once got going, it seemed like I think psychologically Kel lost the fight because he started thinking about or maybe having flashbacks about the the, the damage to to, to to what he uh, received from Triple G. And to be honest with you, I think with all due respect to Kel, I mean, I've been a big fan of Kel for some time, but I think if if his if both eye sockets have been broken. Mm-hmm. It, it, going up in weight is probably the worst thing to do because they're going to punch harder. It's more likely going to rupture the, the, the damage that's already been there. I seriously think that he may he may want to consider retirement with all due respect. Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying that. D, to be fair, you know, and uh, I, I mean, like, I think what Eddie Hearn is trying to say, and you know, other commentators trying to say, is he gassed out later on in the fight because he just had didn't have any energy left. And I think what they're basically trying to say yeah. is, as he moves up the weight, he's not he's not going to be as weight trained, and therefore he's going to be able to fight a bit better, and therefore not get caught as much. You know, I don't know if that's what, you know, but I, I sort of agree with you. Yeah. You know, as he moves up his weight, I think he's going to gas out even more because he's going to get more heavy-handed punches, exactly. stronger guys. You know, he saw like he was able to push Errol Spence back. I don't think he's going to be able to do that with 154-pound fighters. Not with your Charlos. With the Charlos and people like that, they're serious people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and they're going to. Yeah, I think they'll just manhandle him. And yeah, I, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think he should probably consider retirement. No. So, they listen, we're moving on yeah, to another yeah. caller. But th- thanks again for calling in. We've got Paul Smith on the coming coming on through in about 10, 12 minutes. So, um, please stay on the line and, and you can ask a question. Cheers. Thank you. So, we're yeah. now moving out to 985. Hello, 985. Hello. I think we've got some internet connections, guys. So we're moving on. 918. I'm sure that's happy. 918. Hello, it's Karina. I know I haven't been, uh, uh, been busy with other sports and work. Karina Haircock. Things, so where yeah, have yeah, you yeah, been? been? Where have you been? We've been missing you. We haven't Hello, seen you anywhere. Where, where? I am. Um, I have. I, I was. I've, I've been to a lot of things. I was at Brooks Spence. I was at. Davis, um, Walsh. Mm. I've been at quite a few things. Birmingham for the five fights. So I've been at quite a lot of fights recently. Yeah. But just had a lot on during the week. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've ne- been there. To we all we need your ringside access, Karina. That's and why Danny, we don't you see you. My, Danny, if you look at my Facebook thing. Yeah, most definitely will do. Karina, we're going to talk about the Kel Brook fight. Is Do you think Kel's got demons from the Triple G yeah. fight? Yes, I do, definitely. Yes, yeah, I do, I do. I mean, as you know, I mean, being from the same way, I followed Cal Wright through his pro pro career and everything like that, and 
my opinion has always been all along, whilst it was great to watch Triple G fight in England, he shouldn't have took that fight. I'd have liked to have seen him be fighting now, you know, like, um, well, he was going to fight Vargas, possibly. I'd have liked to have seen him fight Vargas, Thurman, you know, and any, any of these sort of fighters, you know, even he might have even got a fight against Pacquiao in his last few fights. But, pers- I mean, my, my personal opinion is now um, he's, he's, he's done that much damage and now he's damaged both eye sockets. He's, you know, he's got a partner and two lovely little girls. I just think he should retire. Mm. He's made enough money. Mm. You know, that's my personal opinion. And, and certainly moving up to 154, well, to me, in my opinion, that's even more dangerous. Mm. So I feel a lot of people you know, are saying that, Karina. I I mean, I don't know whether, um, I mean, <laughs> I might be wrong about this, but my thoughts were that with Amir Khan being there on Saturday was that if Kel had won, that we were going to have similar to what we had with Bellow and Hay, that Khan was going to come into the ring and they were going to start a bit of needle about that fight coming mm. up. You know, I'm, I, might, I might just be wrong about that, but that was just my yeah. my personal thought. But yes, I think the, um, I think, and, I, and all these people that are saying quitting and all that, well, yes, he might have done, but then... He's had this broken eye socket since the seventh round. Well, crikey, you know, he did the right thing, just like when Dominic Ingle threw in the towel in the Triple G fight. I mean, it was just, you know, it's just ridiculous, all these people having a go at him for quitting. If you couldn't see, well, you know, can't carry on, can you? So. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for c- c- coming back to the show, Karina. Can I to Paul Smith, by the way? Can I, come, can I come back to Paul Smith? Can I build this? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Hundred percent, hundred percent. If I stay on now, then I've got a question to ask him. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah if you okay, stay on the line, you. we'll pull you through. Thank you very much, Karina. Cheers. Okay, thanks. Cheers, thank thanks. you. Thanks. So thanks. moving out to zero eight one. Okay, thanks. Zero eight one. Hello. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, Nicholas here. How you doing, Nicholas? You well? I'm all right. I'm all right. How you guys doing? Good, good, good. Question or statement? Uh, statement, uh, just in regards of the Brooke vs. Spence fight, um, very good fight, great fight, thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, uh, just a little bit disappointed by the finish from Brooke. Um, obviously, a lot of people be saying that, you know what, uh, he's got a little demon. I definitely think he's got a little demon left over from the Triple G fight, uh, because... I understand if you're going to quit, things are going bad and it's in the sixth, seventh round and, you know, your eye socket is damaged and everything. But in the 11th round, there's about maybe a minute left and there's another, like, three minutes. I think you could really, really ride it out if you want. Or just, just, just duck and dive, you know what I mean, for three, for three minutes, especially in your home ground mm. in Sheffield. I think the way it went out, it was a little bit bad. Yeah, and, and, the, also, thing was, and the thing was, Nicholas... Uh, yeah. Yeah, the thing was, as soon as he stopped, you know, it's like he's in his home ground, all his fans just walked out straight away. Straight away. The ring was empty, the stadium yeah. was empty within minutes, you know. Good point. Yeah, pe- 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 people were gutted. I was gutted the way he finished, you know what I mean? I was definitely gutted. If he, if he had gone until the end, and then he would have lost on points, because it was close, but I, I had Errol Spence winning. Just a little bit. And mm. if you had lost some points, that would have been respectable. It would have been a respectable loss to have. Mm. But not the way to hesitate and then stay on your feet and then finally go down on your knee. And then it, it, that, that was bad. That was bad. And also, I think that with his, with his, with his experience, he was trying to trade too much with Errol Spence and he wasn't moving enough. He wasn't, he wasn't protecting his head enough, from, especially like from the fifth round onwards. Mm. And he should know better because Errol Spence hits hard. Yeah. And he just wasn't protecting his head enough and he wasn't moving enough. He was just standing still trying to trade and it's not really the best, you know, the best uh, tactic that he used, yeah. in my opinion. No, thank you. you know. No, appreciate that. Good comments. Good comments. Good comments. Nicholas, um, we're going to move on now. But thank you very much um, and I uh, appreciate the support. Right. We've got Paul Smith on the line in about 10, 12 minutes. So, yeah, feel free to stay on and, and we'll come back to you. Um, so we're just going to quickly break down the fight a bit more. All the listeners, stay on the line. We will be coming back to you again for your comment and also to allow you to ask a question to Paul Smith. So I guess for me, the question I want to ask you, Inam, is is Kel Brook the real deal? You know what, Coach, right? Like, if you, if, you look at, <clears throat> if you look at his entire career to date, yeah, you know, he's really got Sean Porter on there. Mm-hmm. 36, 37 fights, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a close win with Sean Porter. Exactly. It can go either way, yeah? So... 
in my opinion, at the top level, he's not really ma- being able to pull it off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yep, okay. Yeah, you see what I'm trying to say? Like, you know, if you look at Sean Porter, Sean Porter's, you know, lost to Keith Furman. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, he's supposed to... He's beat Broner. You know, he's, he's, he's beat Bro- Berto. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I mean, to me, I don't think Kelbrook is the real deal. Yeah. You know, he he could have, I don't know. I, I, I mean, if I, I, what I would say is, I would say he isn't the real deal. Um, I think he's a good fighter. He's a talented fighter. Um, I think anybody that wants to question that, I would just say any any champion that we've we've labelled the real deal, they've won the belt and then they've defended it on numerous occasions, at least three or four times. And Kel Brook hasn't done that. And when I say defended, I mean against quality opposition, not guys that. Two eight two years down the line, you you see them losing to 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 tomato cans in their local shows. Um, I'm talking about guys that are known within the boxing community are strong names in terms of the competition and the and the skill set that they bring in. If I said to you, you know, Nicholas made a good point about the experience, but what I was saying to somebody was that actually, you know, on Sky Fox was saying uh, Brook is using experience, and I said, what experience? When you actually are Break a, break a fight down to me where he has fought somebody at the top level and he's had to use his ring IQ in terms of his generalship, you know, pace around the ring a little bit, keep the jab out, using that as a defence, you know, just bobbing move. He didn't move his head. He had poor head movement. As soon as Spence capitalised from the seventh, eighth round onwards and he was landing his big lifts, he was landing them with ease. I mean, and it was a glory to see because Spence was even fighting with a high guard like Winky Wright. Mm. So at times he was up, he had the guard up high and he would just be letting the punches go so sweetly. So for me, um, he's not the real deal. Um, I think he's a good fighter. There's no shame. You know who? what my opinion is on who's world-class and who's not. I think that, that label gets bandied around too easily. Not world-class and sorry, he's not the real deal um, in terms of the test that he's, he's, he's proven. That's my, that, that's, that's my take on it. Um, I mean, what, is, is, is Errol the real deal? Uh, I think he's too early to say. I mean, I do think he's got the potential to be, um, but it's still too early to say. He could mm. go on and fight anybody now um, and then lose. Mm. You can't say that he's the real deal. Do you see what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, the only person out there that I, I think will test him is probably Furman. I think he will take Garcia because Garcia's just got, yeah. Garcia's got too much of a slow fee. He's a stable target for And someone. he's not natural 147, so I think yeah. that will make the difference with, with the, a fight like Sprints. So let's take Garcia out. To be honest, I think Sean Porter will give him a serious fight. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I see that check from Sean Porter's at the back of your no, pocket. No, but I'll te- I tell you why, though. No, I'll tell I you why. Because I think he's got the start to really styles. trouble. Styles make fights. Yeah. You know, and to be honest, you see that, right? Errol Spencer, to me, he couldn't fight on the back foot, right? You know, when Kel Brook started manhandling and pushing him back, he couldn't mm. do anything. All he done, like you said, is pull his hands up. Yeah. Right? But he was still throwing odd shots and he began odd to counter though, more man. effectively. Yeah, but I think he then changed his game to I, a more I mean, I, I don't think he's very strong. I mean, if you, if you, if you, would you say he's a strong back foot fighter? Um, I thought he was. I thought he was decent. To be totally honest, I thought he was de- right, I think, so I, decent. I would say he's strong. I'd say he's de- but would you think he'd be able to handle a relentless Sean Porter coming for and pushing him back all the time? I mean, with the, in in the, in the terms of Sean Porter, um, I would say I think he can. He could. He could. He could manage a Sean Porter. Um, I was going to say. You, I think he could manage a Sean Porter. Um, I think that would be a good fight. Um, you know, I'm, we we had the guys in last week. Uh, got a lot of love for them, but. Pound for power for me, I think Spence wins that fight. I mean, I think Spence has been called the truth. I think he will go on to be the truth. Um, I think after the fight, he literally said, I want to fight everybody. Um, I think if Spence fought Pacquiao, I think it would be a bad night for Pacquiao. Um, uh, I do think he's, he, he's, he's that good. And I think he's proven it by coming over to the UK and stopping the champion, the current champion. I think it doesn't, on paper, it doesn't get much sweeter than that. Do you see what I mean? So, from my point of view... Um, um, uh, yeah, from my point of view, uh, yeah, we just have to take it. Yeah, we just have to take it. So, uh, moving on. Um, so, moving on, we're gonna try and make the connection now. So, and we've got one of our one one of our new guys on the team with us in the studio. Tom, how you doing? How you doing, Thomas? You're right. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Um, so, we're just dialing. Hello. Hi. Hi, Paul. Hey, uh, Paul, you're sitting there from Raps on TV. You're right, mate. 
Yeah, you? Yeah, very good. Paul, we're going to try and be as quick as possible because we know you're really, really busy. Um, Kojo, Ko- Ko- you want to just start yes, for the uh, question? Yeah, so hi, hi, Paul. It's Kojo from Raps on TV. Thank you very much for joining joining us. Um, real honour to have uh, a, a boxer as yourself coming from a great boxing family and has achieved quite a bit in the world of sport of boxing. Um, so, Paul, just quickly, um, I know you. it's been announced that you're going to be fighting the undefeated German Tyrone Zuger for the WBA and Global Boxing Union belts. Um, yep. How's training going? It's going well, but it's tiring as Taking camp all the time, it's really hard. It's what's expected of you know, wishing to, to fight these type of fights. So, I uh, I hate it when people say, you know, camp's going burn you, you know, it, it camp's horrible for me, and it always is. And, and I think if you're doing it correctly, it should be horrible for everyone because all you're doing is, is staying, eating, sleeping, playing, and eating, sleeping, you know, just don't train. Yeah, definitely, Paul. Um, hi, Paul, it's uh, Tom from Reps on TV. I just Hi, wanted Tom. to ask you a quick question, mate. Um, being around the game for a long time in fights with like the likes of James DeGale, George Groves, Andre Ward, Arthur Abraham, I just uh, wanted to ask, um, for those that criticise you for getting another world title shot before fighters yep. that maybe have been more active in the super middleweight division, for example, how do you sort of justify this shot to those people? For me, it's not about justifying the shot. It's not about... About anything, you know. At the end of the day, I've forced the world title twice in Germany. Tyrone Zuger needs an opponent. Tyrone Zuger's got an opponent now that, that people know in, in Germany. That people know gave a good account of themselves. Yeah, and I can go to Germany and do So it's not about justifying it. I haven't, I haven't begged for this fight. This fight's been offered to me. And the old top and bottom of it is, I'm, I'm never going to say no to a fight like this. And I just, uh, I don't feel like I need to justify myself or hold the fight to anyone. The fact is, the fight's happening. You know, there's been, you know, on paper, if you look at it, it's a good fight. And it's, it's a good fight between a young man beating lad and a fellow 10 years older and he's got a bit more experience. That is, you know, that's basically the old top and bottom of it. It's Tyrone, so you get it as good as all the other world champions now. But, you know, people will, will suggest that. I shouldn't be fighting for the moment. If that's how you want to look at Yeah, that's fair. I've been to Germany twice and did the disgrace myself uh, and gave a good account of myself and the German fans the public remember that. So I've been asked to go back again and, and, and do the same thing, you know, and, and they, they want to they want test really good against, against myself and I want to win the world title. So it's a no-brainer, but I was never, ever, ever going to say no. Uh, that's fair enough, Paul. And uh, as you said, I'm from Rats on TV. Thank you for giving us your time, Paul. Really, really appreciate it, pal. And yeah, no, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. You don't have to justify it to anyone. You're the one that's been in the ring. You're the one that's been fighting for, for many, many years. And who will say no to a title shot? And I, and I know it's one of your lifelong dreams to be able to achieve that. Um, how confident are you that you can pull it off, Paul, this time? Very. As I've said before, you know, he's very beatable. And it's the best chance I've ever had. For me, it's a better chance than and when I fought Arthur Abraham, he was a quality fighter with a lot of experience uh, and you know, was very strong, could bang, and, and, and had all the experience and all the ability as well. But you know, this, this is a better chance. I believe I'm not putting the title Zuger down at all. You know, it's, it's a very hard fight. It's a big ask to go to Germany and, and beat any of their champions. But it's one that I feel like I can, I can do, and, and it's one that, as I said, I've got the opportunity to do it. And it, it, it's happening, and that's that. You know, back, back to the original point that I always kind of say, it's like someone, you know, the people that are having a go, it's like one of them working in an office and being pulled in by the boss and saying, look, I need 12 weeks graft from you. I need, you know, I'm going to pay you two years' wages, and I need you to really pull out all, all, all the stops and put everything into these 12 weeks and work constantly 15 hour days, you know, be up for it, do you want it? And it's like one of them turning around and saying, no, I think Jimmy down the block deserves it a bit more, or John mm. on the end, that's yeah. a bit more. Like, None of them are going to say that. You're no one's going to say that. Away and you're yeah. going to you're going to go for the state away. My dream to be world champion. You know, I've been offered British title fights and I've been offered the European title fight in the meantime while I've been waiting for this fight. And there was only one fight that I wanted, and it's this one. You know, when, when I lost on the Ward, contemplated retiring seriously, and I spent a long time thinking about it. Um, my wife gave birth to a little daughter, and I was seriously contemplating just just packing it in, working the sky full time, and, and relaxing and. and Calling time and a longer career, but I, I, I know I can, I know I can still produce. I know I, at least I can win a bit of European title. So, but, but I want to win a world title, and 
I've got the opportunity to do that now. Yeah, no, de- definitely in uh, uh, Ipo's closure. Um, so, uh, in terms of uh, Ziga, he fought uh, D. Carolis twice for the, for the belts when they were vacant. Um, yeah. First one was a draw. Obviously, the second one he won by knockout. Um, I don't know if you've seen the first fight. I mean, I, and I, I guess I just wanted to ask, is there any weaknesses that you may have seen in him? Um, obviously, why you're taking the fight, but do you want to maybe expand on the potential weaknesses that you've seen in him and, and what you think you need to do to, to win the fight? Yeah, I've watched, I've watched all of them. I've been on every day in the gym, every day I go in the gym and, and then fighting on the screen in the corner. We have we have a screen in the gym and, and the fights are on there every day and Joe's scrutinising them and picking out faults and picking out weaknesses and strengths and, and pointing them out. And I think his main weakness, which I, I can say because he can't go and correct it, is, is his inexperience. You know, I think when a fight gets hard and when a fight gets a bit rough and that he doesn't like he, he doesn't really like it. You know, and again, you can't correct that. You can't go in the gym and fix that. That's just that's time and experience or what gets used to that. I think the Carlos old man in a little bit in the first fight and and, and made him fight his fight as did Expo. You know, he didn't really like getting roughed up at all. I'm not saying I'm gonna go over there and throw the head in and, and fight rough and fight dirty, never knows. But you know, it's little things what you see where you have to tick them boxes as a pro and I've had a fella throwing his head in my face and you can't mount the referee, you can't soak, you can't win, you've got to just get on with it. You know, I had, I had a grill and 12 rounds with Tony Dodson where I had three big cuts and I didn't want to mount the referee but because you can't, you've got to just get on with it. Little mm-hmm. things like that, what I've, what I've seen with him where he, he mentally he, he breaks, but he is a good fighter and, I, and I'm yeah. definitely not underestimating him. You know, what he does, he does, he does well. Yeah. And I've seen a couple of similarities to myself in shots that he throws, in, in combinations that he throws, and the way he moves and that. So, you know, I, I, it will be, it will be interesting. It'll be a big old clash of styles. Hi, Paul. It's uh, Tom again. Um, obviously, we know you're occupied with the uh, Zuga fight, and um, we wish you all the best of luck with the fight. Um, we all know that you're just as much as a boxing fan as well as all of us. So, um, with the highly anticipated rematch between Andre Ward and Sergei Kovalev, fast approaching. Um, how do you sort of see the second pl- uh, fight playing out? Do you think it's going to be a more convincing victory for Ward? Or do you think maybe um, uh, Kovalev could stop Ward late on and silence the sort of doubters that maybe the fans sort of saw Kovalev win the fight, but um, those that maybe thought that Ward got away with, away with it? Like, yeah, pe- people think I'm a little bit biased and, and I obviously want Ward to do as best as he can because it looks better for me. And it, it's not the case. You know, George Gold won the world title last week and some, some brilliant doing so, you know, and it, it was wasn't I wasn't thinking about me. I was happy about to the lad the fact that he won the world title and the fact that he showed the, the person that I've I've always sort of believed was in there. You know, he's a nice lad, I think. I think he just put this this act on to create a persona. But you know, watching Andy Ward against Kovalev, I thought Ward was enough. I thought Kovalev threw the fight away and no disrespect to either of them, you know, Ward was was beaten but when the knockdown happened the Kovalev was in control. Yeah. But Kovalev threw it away, took his foot completely off the gas and you have to give full credit to Andre Ward for doing what he did. He dug in there and the old Winston Churchill type speech from, from Virgil Hunter in the corner, it's cheesy as anything, but it was needed and it was necessary and it worked. You know, this is this is what you need to do. All the greats go down, sugar they learned. He was naming ex fighters and it makes you cringe sometimes when you're saying it's doing it on a lower level but that, that fight was for all the marbles and you did need that type of speech at the time and it worked and I felt Ward come back and done enough. I think this fight, you know, I'm, I'm a bit, again, it, it's not a, it's a bit of a loaded dice here because I've, I've, I've had a chat with Virgil about the tactics and I think it's going to be a, a totally different fight. I think you'll see Ward coming out here and, and, and trying to stamp his authority on the fight straight away and, and try and maybe take it to Kovalev. Um, you know, I don't know the full tactics because I haven't been in the gym with him training but, I had a little chat with Major for a long time ago. I still keep in touch with Andy Ward and, and, and a few of the people from over there. You know, they're all good people. And I think, you know, if, if Ward is to go out there and do it again, then he'll prove you know, Mayweather aside. For me, he, he's the number one out there, closely followed by, by a couple of others who, who, are, who are going to be fighting with each other against uh, in Golovkin and, and Canelo. I think it's another amazing fight. Oh, no. Great. Um so and so, Paul, just bear with us one minute. Just this is just a message for our listeners. So for our listeners that are, have dialed in to speak to Paul, unfortunately we're having technical issues, so we're not going to be able to patch you in. I know you can't hear Paul; you can only hear us. Um, but if you go to the website, you will be able to hear everything. So um, yeah, apologies once again. We are working on it, but 
For the meantime, if you want to send us any questions on Twitter, we're obviously glad you read them out to Paul on your behalf as well. So sorry, Karina and the rest of you guys. Um, so you, you know, for the fa- you know for the fact someone was going to say nature, you know, you're right. <laughs> I know and it, wasn't it was. Uh, <laughs> you know quite well. Honestly, and it, it, it was not even our intention. I mean, the the unique selling point, and we always say this, Paul. Unique point of our show is that we try to get the fans and the boxing community a bit closer to the boxers. So we do have screening. I've, I've said, I've said, time and again, I, I I love boxing fans. Boxing fans, I can sit yes. I I I I I've never said you know, my fans. I don't like it. I don't like the way people say it. I don't like you know. I think it sounds just ego and, and big headed and everything else. But you know, boxing fans in general are great. You yeah. know, sit and have a chat with them all day, and, and a lot of them are knowledgeable. And exactly, it, it's mad when you see how passionate some of them are, and you realise some of the money that they've spent to go to places. You know, I've just been on the phone, getting a text off off a fella that I met about six, seven years ago from Wales, a couple of men, you know, we're actually, we're actually mates with them now, me and my family, and we keep in touch with them, and mm-hmm. they're just mad boxing fans, and they're buying tickets, I think they come to Germany, and I've always, you know, give them a couple of tickets for the kids, when, when they've brought the kids for the shows, and things like that, but it's amazing when you see how passionate some boxing fans really are, how far they travel, and where they go to watch fights, you know, I've got someone coming to Germany this time, we went to San Francisco, we went to Germany twice, yeah, Perfect. And, and Paul, I, I guess just for us, what, one of the things we always kind of think is that when, uh, you know, boxers come from overseas or promoters, managers come from overseas and they see the big fights, you know, whether it's in Liverpool, London, obviously your Wembleys. Um, but working with Sky, do they kind of reveal to you how maybe much of an awe or how much they are sort of, it surprises them, the the, the enthusiasm and the atmosphere at a British boxing event? or. So, so much, and, and again, you know, I'm not like it's not a, a name dropping thing, but you know, I've, I've had a, I know the likes of Luther Bell and a few of the other, yeah. a few of the other boxing people in the states. Now, I've dealt with Rock Nation a lot when I was fighting against Ward, and all a few people when I was from over on a contender, and just having a chat with Luther Bell, they 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 get it, they know what it's like, they mm. can't believe how, how in their words our fans are nuts, you know, yeah. and, and that, that's what they that's what they say, but they, they always say, you know, we support our own, and it's great. Yeah. You're not going to see many of the fights. You know, if if Canelo and Golovkin goes to Dallas, then yeah. But apart from that, fifty-one thousand, what's Canelo against Lee? Yeah. And that was considered absolutely huge over there because they just don't get it mm-hmm. unless you go in football stadiums. We're, we're we're having shows in Wembley with Joshua. We're having shows in Goodison, Bellevue, mm-hmm. Sheffield United's ground, Bramall Lane. We, we we can do the stadium fights over there and sell them out, and uh, or or you know sell a, a majority of it out and, and have a big crowd in there. And the Yanks can't really can't really get that unless it's a mega fight. Probably is a huge fight. I guess it's a mega fight. You know, it's, we're not school for choice, right? Like the Americans, um, we we try and you know we try and sort of get behind the the, the, the few good fighters that we've actually got, and rightly so. You know, and, and I think the Americans see that. You see the market, and, and not only the market, they see how they see the quality. They want to come over here because we've got a lot of the belts now. Yeah, and success breeds success, and as long as lads are winning world titles, you're going to get fighters like me without the world titles who want to win them as well, and who want to who think, well, he's done it, so I can do it. Very true. So, um, Paul, with the obviously the super middleweight division in the UK is so healthy at the moment, um, I just wanted to sort of uh, switch the focus to uh, George Groves. So, how did you sort of assess his performance on the weekend? I thought he's done great. I really do. I thought he's done great. He's plugged in when was needed. Um, you know, after the fourth round, I thought Kovalev, eh, Kovalev, talking about him, I thought Chudinov was going to stop him um, after the fourth round, maybe in the fifth or sixth. I, I couldn't see the fight going past two rounds, but I didn't envisage George Rose stopping Chudinov in the sixth round. I thought maybe Gold had a couple of rounds left in him, touched. I thought he shot his bolt a little bit, punched himself out a little bit, but he had to. He was being made to work really hard by someone strong and tough and durable coming forward. And it was understandable that he fought the way he did grow because he had to. But I tell you what, he, he really um, didn't, didn't quite surprise me. He really, you know, it was pleasing to watch. It was really good to watch the way the way he dealt with it and the way he came back and won. Um, and every credit to him, you know, he deserved it. He done very well. 
And uh, do you think that was sort of his uh, last gasp attempt to win a world title? Do you think? Yeah, definitely, and I think he'll tell you the same. There's no way he would have come back from that. I don't, I don't, I don't believe anyway. You know, he, he's made a few bob out of boxing, and he's had a successful career. Whether he won the world title or not, it was a successful career. But I've always said with George Goals, if he doesn't win a world title, it'll be a travesty because he's he's a very very good fighter, and now he's obviously he's obviously done that. He's won the world title and. That's going to be going to be doing it for the rest of his life now. You know he's he's been world champion. Paul, who is the top super middleweight right now, according to yourself? I think you'd I think you'd have to side with De Gale, but I think Ramirez is quality. I think he's very good. I think he's underrated. I think a lot of people don't really don't really get what he's about. But you know it's okay saying that De Gale is, is the top super middleweight out there. I believe me, brother Callum because every day of the week. Mm. Well, obviously, Callum isn't world champion, and I'll be getting called by it if I say it's Callum. So, you know, Callum hasn't proven just yet that he can beat the Gale or the Nears because he hasn't fought them. But mm. I do believe Callum will be, will be dominating the super middleweight division. You know, a lot of people think he's going to have one fight and then move him to light Debbie. It makes super middleweight relatively easy. And he's a bit of a freak in nature, six foot four, the, the size of him, you know, the way he fights on the outside and the inside. And, He's obviously the real deal, but I think on paper at the minute you'd have to say to Gale, although in his last fight he wasn't that good. And listen, I'm not slagging the lad off. I like the lad to get on with him. You know, we've obviously fought before and we've got history, but you know, it's it's not it's nothing bad than saying about him. Really, it's just saying what I, what I saw and what one of the people saw. I think he was a little bit lucky to get the draw in the fight, and he's he's, he's lucky that he's still world champion because I thought Badu Jack just did a little bit more work than him and better work than him and, and I scored the fight on the night to, to Jack I remember it um, but that's all, all you know all to the side he's, he's world champion and I believe he's probably just the best at the minute but as I say you know the next couple of fights could could change all that I can't see him fighting Groves after Groves gone and for the operation on his um, on his jaw now and the fight with Callum's gone because Callum's signed to fight against Darrell so he's, he's going to have to fight one of his mandatories, I think. His mandatory or another big fight if he can make it with Eubank or someone, but there's not many people out there for him to fight at the minute. Uh, Paul, there was, there was some rumours that, <clears throat> you know, so, but people within the boxing game itself, that um, Callum might pull out with the Durrell fight to fight the girl. Is there any truth in those rumours at all? No, the Durrell fight's done. It's 100% done. Right, OK. Said, uh, and, you know, Callum's focusing on not a book. But you know, and he's going to go over there to, to win a WBC title fight. Um, you know, I can't go too much into into the dealings and everything else of it. But the, the old top and bottom of it is Callum's. Callum's not going to be sitting there being given a percentage. Callum's going to bring his own belt to the table and, and, and demand the percentage of what it, what he feels he's, is is fitting for him. It's not about the money with Callum. You know, I think he's he could have had the Gale fight. I'm sure. It's no secret that the fact that he wanted to make the Gale and Callum, and it wasn't Callum who said no, it wasn't the Gale who said no. It just for whatever reason it happened, it, it isn't happening. But Callum has Callum's taken probably less money to go over to the states and fight against the than he than he makes it at home against the Gale in the big showdown. I think that that's obviously common knowledge as well. But he just wants to be world champion, Callum, and he's worked his way to Madison position. He's been number one for a long time. Now he's been made to wait a long time for it. So he's going to fulfil that, win the WBC belt over in America, top of the bill in the States. Um, and he'll be the fourth brother to do so as well uh, over in the States. You know, the four of us have all headlined bills in, 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 over in America. Um, Stephen was, was a co-headline with Pedraza, Pedraza in Connecticut. Uh, Liam's obviously for Canelo over there, a fourth Andy <laughs> Ward over there. And, and if Callum's top of the bill or co-featured, then, then it'll be great if, it, if he can do that. You know, it's not bad for four brothers from the pool or four for the title in there. In the states, and uh, in terms of uh, the the fight moving forward, um, obviously we've spoken about the super middleweight division. It's quite you know there's a lot of good champions: Ramirez, the girl, obviously Darrell and your brother um, potentially. Um, should you win uh, the belt against Tyron Zug, um, Groves, the girl, or Ramirez, which one would you choose? I, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm not I'm not being one of them one of them fellas. You know what I mean? That we were scared to say that. I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm honestly not even thinking about it. And like that, you know, it's be, I've been told mm-hmm. if, if when I win the belt, I have to fight Groves straight away yeah. to, to, to clear up the belt, which I understand and, and, and I get. Um, 
you know, and you're going to see a lot of nonsense out there about it not being a real title, it's a regular title, it's a regular belt or this or that. You know, I'm fighting for the same belt that Carl Frotch fought and Carl Kessler fought. I'm fighting for the same belt that Brian McGee lost. I'm fighting for the same belt that, that's, that's been out there for a while. You know, when this fight was made, there was one WBA champion. Mm. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, he was recognised as world champion and I'm now fighting that lad. I'm not denying George Groves' belt. He just won the world title. There's every song of delight for the lad. It's yeah. just that, you know, I've been told that it's a women's belt, I have to fight Groves, but I'm not even thinking past it. You know, I'm sure well, George Groves said the same the other day in his interview. You know, he's sick of chasing me. He's going to sit there now and relax. And whoever wants to fight him can go and fight him, you know, but he's sitting there and relaxing because he's, he's done it. And my mind's firmly focused on, on titles. So I just want to win the belt and that's it. So, um, Paul, have you had any chance to sort of study Darrell? Have, has Joe or... Um like this, uh, your, the Smith brothers sort of sat down and sort of assessed what weaknesses and strengths he possesses? Yeah, Joe, Joe knows all about it. Uh, so does so does Callum. You know, they're watching and, and they're, they're dissecting all the time. You know, again, as I said, we, we, we've got a, we've got a screen in the gym and he's on constantly. In LA, Callum was on the undercard and, and it, it, it's always on in the gym. You know, we're, watching, we're watching all the time. Um, I think we, we knew by looking after their social media that the fight wasn't going to happen this side of August because of the size. I think you know, he, he's been on pictures on his social media and he's, he, he's a bit big at the minute. So you could tell he wasn't in full training. Um, but obviously, Callum is. You know, Callum's just had, had a few days off, a few days rested because he's been in camp with me on the basis that he may have a, a, a tuna fight if it was going to be the Gale or Darrell or whatever it was going to be. But... He's been told that he can't have a tuna fight, so he's going to have a little rest and he's going to get in for the last 10, 12 weeks before September the 9th. Yeah. Uh, so as, as you were mentioned before, Paul, uh, you, you've been out in America yourself with Ward, uh, Liam Fulton, a massive show with Canelo and Stephen for uh, Pedraza. What advice would you give Callum in preparation for this fight in terms of going overseas? That, that's the thing with, with Callum. You know, people, people ask why he's as good as he is and why he's so mature as he is and, and, and level-headed as he is and everything else. He's been there as well. All the advice that I want to give him, he's been there anyway. He's been mm-hmm. there as well. So he, every, every fight like that, he's been around it. And, you know, I, I had Callum and Ricky Atkins dressing there when he fought across his youth in 2005. You know, Callum was 15. Mm-hmm. and sitting in the dressing room watching Ricky warming up when he was going off to fight across his so he's been around all these big fights for, for so long. Um, again, when, when like Gomez was fighting Arthur, Callum was in the dressing room. So all, all, all the fights have known that, that we've all been around. Callum's been there and he's absorbed it all. So he's, he's very experienced himself. You know, he's got a young head on his shoulder. So he's, he's, he's very quiet, Callum. He sits back and just watches everything, takes everything in. So you don't think the nerves are going to get to him? You don't think the nerves are going to get to him? No, no. Definitely, definitely not, not mm. at all. You know, at the end of the day, he's watched his, his three older brothers have seven or eight world title fights, as many as we've had. You know, he's been around and he's watched yeah. his all challenge for belts. He's watched Liam win a belt. He's watched Liam lose a belt. He, he's, he's seen it all, so he's seen every outcome. So I think it, it's, even though it's not him that's been doing it, where, as anyone will tell you, he's got a good three boxes. It, it, it is technically, you know, it, it's technically not you, but it feels just like it's you. It feels worth it. <laughs> of the nerves and because of the situation. No, perfect. So, uh, Paul, um, obviously you've got quite a bit of, of experience fighting overseas and there's something I would say, as much as the boxing scene in Britain is great, is, is really cracking and lively, we don't see enough of that. Um, what would you, What would you? how would you encourage other fighters to kind of take that challenge and use their talents overseas and, you know, even if they win, lose or draw, just go and get that experience. How valuable have you found that experience fighting overseas? I, I just I just think, you know, it goes down, to, it doesn't matter where it is, you know, that old saying, as long as it's a ring, I don't care where it is. It, it, it's so true. For me, I got, I, I got a phone call and the rankings worked out the way they did and, and, and we, we pushed for the Abraham fight. We got the Abraham fight and said it's going to be in Germany. That's fine. I don't care where it is. I want to win the world title. And the rematch was going to happen and I wanted it to be in, in England because of the score in the first fight, the 119-109 fight. Yep. But um, I thought to myself, you know what? Um, he's the champion. We had a close fight last time. It was 7-5 either way or 6 all. He's not going to come to England. He doesn't fight outside of, of Germany. I think every time he has, he's lost. You know, he, he lost to Ramirez. Um, 
lost he lost the thoughts, he lost to um Darrell, even though it was a it was a, a dodgy one like like Darrell's last one, uh, Andre Darrell. And Ward, you know, and that was in Oakland if I'm not mistaken. So he he, he, won't, he won't travel outside of Germany unless he, he really has to with the money as well. And he's getting good money here, so mm. I have to go again. And then I got a phone call while I was sitting on the beach in Marbella having having a vest. Do you want to fight Andre Ward? I mean, you know, what, what kind of a silly question is that? You know, that's how I look at it. Yeah. The silliest question is, of course I want to fight Andre Ward. Why wouldn't I? You know, it might be a pain for Mike, but I might land. Yeah. You know, and regardless of which, it's a, it's a good payday. The chance to go on top of the building the States. And it's just, it's, it's boxes ticked on your career. And, and it was a no-brainer. I put the phone down. The next phone call I made was, was to the surgeon about bumping the operation up and paying more money to get it done that week because I needed an operation on the elbow. Mm-hmm. Went another couple of weeks off and I got straight to camp for it. But it was never a question of, oh, no, I don't fancy that fight. It's a question of how long, how much, how soon, you know, and, and, and where. Mm. And fighting overseas is is a great experience, I believe. You know, you get some fighters who don't travel well. You get fighters who are better on the road. You know, I'm not, I'm not a road warrior or stupid like that, what you hear them, you know, them that saying. But I do like fighting abroad. I like I like going away and doing it. A lot of pressure when you fight in your own city, especially against another, another lad from your city. And I've had a few of them, so going away was a nice uh, a nice welcome change. And and in terms of uh, you, obviously the fights coming up soon, um, what would you what, what what can our listeners expect from your style, Paul? In terms of the, the fight against Zuga, what would they what should they expect to watch? I just, it's not, I'm just going to be trying to win and do it in the can and be powers to win, you know, and it's legal and in the powers that, that I can do to win this fight. It's a must-win fight. It has to be, you know, it has to be a win. Not unless it's, it's going to be good enough. And, you know, I just, I know how to beat him. I know he's very good. It's the best chance I'm ever going to get. I know what weaknesses that we've been working on in camp and what shots that, that we think are going to work. Mm-hmm. I know his best shots, what I think he's going to try, and, and I've been working on them to try and nullify them, to try and nullify a lot what he does. So, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be one of them fights where it, it, it's a world title fight. It, it, it's my world title fight, and it, it's the last chance that I'm going to get to win a world title. So I'm going to be giving everything I've got to try and lift the belt for each other. Yeah, no, I totally understand. So listen, Paul, we're going to let you go off for training. Really appreciate you taking some time out. Um, Paul, before we go, do you want to just shout out your social media handles for to, to our listeners to follow you online? Yeah, it's at Paul Smith Jr., JNR on the Instagram. That's, that's the same across the board, Twitter, Facebook and, uh, and Instagram. And you're more than welcome to follow if you're not blocked. <laughs> thank you very much and we look forward to the 17th Paul it's, uh, it's an um, Cheers, thank, th- thank you so much mate for coming to the show at such you're short welcome. Thank you. and, uh, and mate good luck and uh, I'm sure you'll be doing I think Thomas just wants to give you a shout as well yeah um, thanks a lot boys good luck just um, tell Callum we wish him all the best for his uh, world title fight and obviously we wish you um, the best with yours too and hope you two bring back Will the be- uh, belts back home. thanks very much me too no worries all the best Paul thank, thank you very care. much Paul take care boys Cheers, bye. take care have a good night bye 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 so guys, um, for everyone listening on the line, I really apologise there. We had a little slight technical issue. It was the same issue as before, but we will be looking to resolve it moving forward. We do not want to deprive you of speaking to um, your, your not just your favourite fighter, the fighters. Um, as Paul said, it wasn't intentional. As Tom asked a great question. There's been a bit of backlash, bit of criticism. So some of you may be a bit sceptical or thought that we set that up. That was enti- That was not the case. It was technical issues purely, but we will be resolving that moving forward. So now that Tom's here, uh, Tom, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm a first year politics and international uh, relations student at the University of Reading. I've recently just picked up a passion for boxing, just um, over social media, YouTube, just all the social media platforms, just keeping up to date with the latest boxing news, really, and just putting myself out there. Really good, good, good. So for those of you that are listening, uh, that check out our website, um, Tom's been writing some articles, some cracking articles, ranging from the Brook, Canelo Golovkin and so forth. So um, look out for his stuff. It's really great uh, piece of journalism, really good journalist that we've got on the books. Looking forward to working with even more. It's been working really hard, saying, um, said, look, Coach, get this guy in the studio. So... That's essentially what we've done. And for anybody that joins the team, we've got a lot of love out here. We've taken them to fights, moving forward, bringing them to the studio. So we're looking forward to working with the team. And we just want you guys to keep calling in. Um, but 
to give us your thoughts on Brooke Spence, Tom, while, while you're here, you're in the hot seat. It was actually a very intriguing fight, to be honest. I didn't really, going into the fight, I thought it was going to be a 50 50 fight. I thought if Brooks makes the weight comfortable, comfortable and he's strong at the weight, then he might break Spence down later on in the fight. But obviously, I proved wrong. Um, didn't underestimate Spence whatsoever. I thought the fight was either going to go two ways. I thought that Brooke could potentially break Spence down or that Spence was going to sort of use his um, youth, his even though he didn't have much experience going into the fight, I thought this man is here to uh, for business. He's here to do the same what uh, Javante Davis did in the um, Walsh fight, I think, come over from the US, make a statement, and he's obviously proclaimed himself at world level and just... Um, just a star was born, really, Saturday night. Yeah, no, I think... Should we co- quickly cover Stevenson from Farah? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm the person looking forward to that. Um, what do you guys make of this fight? I think it's a pointless fight, mate, to be honest, you know. <laughs> but don't you think it shows that the light heavyweight, there's nothing out there for, for the guys? If you're not Ward or Kovalev, there's not really, Listen, I mean... He could have fought these guys many, many times before. He could have fought Kovalev many years ago. I mean, the He's Kovalev, holding a bit of hostage, isn't it? Let's be real. No, I wouldn't say that. I, I think, think with Kovalev, I don't think so. I think with Kovalev, no, no, there, no, no, there no. was... I'm saying, no, do you think Steven is holding the belt hostage? Uh, pers- personally, no. I no. think if there's not Ward or Kovalev, who else do you fight? Cleverly? Pascal's done like there's not Pascal the, the, same, been the, same, the same caliber of Pascal. I don't think there's too many fighters in the division the this same sort of caliber. Yeah, Cal- and, Cal- and and Pascal is he's not he's not Ward Kovalev. So for me, I think Beterbiev is a good upcoming uh, fighter. I think could have fought Beterbiev. That, that that could have been one. But if got you look Anthony at, if, Yard, if you look at yeah. potentially, <laughs> yeah, Yard's probably got a good shout. To be fair, a bit um, far, a bit so, uh, far away. From not far, a, not but I mean, finished product. Definitely. If you look at it, you really you've got Cleverly, who's supposed to be fighting the winner of Kovalev. You've got Ward. I mean, he could have fought Kovalev, but Kovalev wants his belts back, so he's fighting Ward. There's not really much. So for me, I'm looking forward to see how Stevenson does. Um, I think it's another knockout show. He's got a high knockout ratio. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him probably, hopefully, call out one of the two guys that well, are fighting he's June called, 17, he's June he's he? And if that doesn't happen, yeah. then you could say, without a doubt, he's, he's been ducking him. But I think you have to remember sort of the Ward-Kovalev fight in terms of the contract negotiations before it actually happened there was quite a while, while they had agreed yeah. it. So if you remember, they both took a fight each to essentially get to that stage. So for me, I don't really see, see him as being a ducker. Um, I mean, it's a, for me, it's an easy win for, for Stevenson. Yeah. What, uh, what do you guys make of uh, Stevenson calling out the winner of uh, Ward Kovalev? Do you think well, that's a potentially, that's probably the biggest fight in the division, do you think? 100%. Or? Yeah, I, th- I, think I mean, if it does happen, yeah, he makes the undisputed champ. He makes the undisputed champ. So, yeah, without a doubt. I think without a doubt, that's the biggest fight going. Um, some, so of the, some of the boxing news for the week, guys. Uh, just saw yesterday, Cotter's side to Golden Boy. You know, I don't know if Golden Boy are coming back. So, what do you think of that? Ah, uh, you know what? You see, uh, to me, it's quite an interesting thing. It's almost like, you know, Cotter's big name. You know, he's, he's getting on a bit. But to What's me, his opponent's it, name? You know, but what I'm trying to say is, look, Golden Boy, what, 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 the thing you have to say about Golden Boy, they've got the connections and they can put up a show, right? Yep. You know, and, and, and Cotto's got a big fan base. And it's mm-hmm. not just Cotto, because Cotto's got the Miguel Cotto promotion, so he's got a stable of fighters. Mm-hmm. So it's like a joint venture. He's going to bring his whole stable. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Makes let's, I'm like, let's, let's see that happen first. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe makes the Canelo fight, maybe if he comes through Golovkin, maybe yeah. an easier fight to make by the end, at the end of the year, maybe? Think, Potentially, I think, yeah. I don't think Cotto wants any yeah, part yeah, of Golovkin. Yeah, Golovkin. I don't think he wants any part of Golovkin. Who's that? Uh, Cotto. No, no, no. He's saying if Canelo beats... No, if Canelo, ah, Canelo comes through Canelo, Canelo, okay, Canelo, so, okay, okay. Golden yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighters. And uh, that thing as well, I think that was quite interesting. Uh, I want to get people's views on this, is the whole Coach Jackson leaving Team Kovalev. I don't believe Coach Jackson at all, right? His face not. his face just gives it away, right? Yeah. Listen, these are two hostile camps, right? If someone done that to you, you would have said first thing, hold on, these guys have tried to poach me. Why would you stay silent? I mean look, you got I think you gotta take it back even before you talk about that. I think Jackson has openly come out and said, Listen, Kovalev brought somebody in through the camp for the first fight and this guy was giving him all the communication. So during the fight he didn't know what the guy was telling him. You wasn't listening. He said, he's actually said it. Kovalev, you wasn't listening to me. You're listening to this guy that's speaking Russian. He doesn't speak English. So my powers to be able to help you and assist you through this fight have been totally taken away from me. So I think there's blatantly something going on between the two mm-hmm. of them. Kovalev's reaction when he said, listen, it's all BS. He's still here. I think it's a joke. I think Ward's camp 
knew there was a rift between them. I mean, we said it after the first fight. There was blatantly something going on between them. Mm. I think they've just tried to capitalise it. It is mind games. It is working. Um, and Jackson didn't do a good story of defending himself. Team Kovalev just seemed to he said they, he said they refused Ward my offer. With mind games, can they? And do you, you think uh, maybe Ward might take this as a psychological advantage? Maybe the fact Jackson's left Kovalev. Has he left? No, he hasn't well, left. Not officially no, left, but you know, no, like there's a sort of a bit of a breakdown in the camp. Uh, yeah, I think, I think they've been looking at that from before. I mean, one thing Ward said, and you know, Ward is quite an articulate guy. One thing he said is that we know what's going on in their camp. We get the calls. I think that's probably him. I reckon that's Coach Jackson himself giving them the information. I mean, I, you know, I, to know that Kovalev drinks and has got a drinking issue, he's going to have to come from somewhere. I mean, they talk about close. the energy, they talk about uh, the energy source in it. The, and so, for example, I think, Tom, you may have watched this. HBO have done their preview, and listeners, show, yeah. if you haven't listen, watched that, go and check it out. It's on YouTube. I mean, it's for me, it's just got me salivating waiting for that fight now. Very, There's very nothing very else happening. Well, to very quickly sum it up, is Coach Jackson a Judas or is he just pissed off the way he's been treated? It's probably both, really, isn't he? Yeah, if you've been treated bad, you still don't do that to your to your fighters, do you? I mean, for, yeah. the key thing is he made them an offer, mm. and he said if they, he said if they, he said if they had accepted my offer, we would never know. Mm. So I think that's not good for Kovalev's team. What was he planning to do, become like a second coach to Ward? I don't think they. Do you think? I don't. Know I can't see Ward taking it. Why would Ward take on Coach <laughs> Jackson? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so for me, this fight, I can't wait for it. Um, so, guys, also, what's been announced today? Broner versus Garcia. What do you guys oh, make? Cracking, cracking fight. I think a lot of people are going to immediately think that um, with sort of Broner's ill ill discipline the last few years, I think they're going to think Garcia is going to uh, steamroll through him. But I don't. I, I personally don't think that it's going to be. That wide of a margin, I think, is a cracking fight. Obviously, Garcia has to move up in weight. Broner's got back. He obviously had the win against Granados. I think it's just a cracking fight. I think another. So it's not at one forty. No, it's at one forty pounds. Yeah. Is that one forty? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so okay. Obviously, uh, Broner still needs to prove himself after coming back. Obviously, the f- the last fight he had with Granados, some thought maybe is at the end of Broner. Maybe he's not at his very best. So I, f- I think Mark- I think Mikey Garcia isn't going to stop him, but he's going to win on points. points. You know, I think there's going to be a size. There's going to be a, the, the size difference is going to be there, yeah. Which I think is going to probably stop him from knocking out Broner. Then yeah. again, Styles yeah. make fights. Yeah. Obviously, Zlatanin maybe wasn't was probably the best opponent that Garcia could have had to be that explosive. Maybe Broner's going to be a bit more awkward, a bit more on his chest. Maybe I think. I mean, look, it's, fights, it's, de- so. it's, it's definitely obviously what we say in this show is just opinion. So we're all going to keep talking about. It. I mean, for me, I think what what will be key is. Broner being able to make weight. So when he was the champion and he fought Fair Fame, he gave up that belt because he couldn't make weight and he was struggling. The Granada's fight, as you said, he struggled to make weight. So for me, that is really going to be the key. If he can really get himself down to 140, if he can, it's going to be an interesting fight. Um, Who do I see? I mean, personally, I rate Mikey Garcia very, very highly. I think he's going to go on and he's going to show that he's... I think this is a smart fight because he beats Broner I won't say he's a household name, but I think he becomes a lot more popular amongst the American public. He's an undefeated fighter. Then it won't be long before they start saying Mayweather should fight Garcia and all that mm-hmm. kind of talk. But yeah, for me, I'm, I'm excited to, to see that happening. I'm looking forward to that. Um, this weekend, up, apart from the Stevenson from Far Fight, it is a quiet weekend of boxing, guys. So I don't know what you're going to do this weekend because there's not much football on and there's a couple of fights on until we get ready to the big, big one which is Ward Kovalev so yeah just uh, sort of chill mate chill out yeah watch some replays watch some replays just chill what? relax break the world record for the amount of times you can watch a fight we're going away <laughs> in a couple of weeks as well mate so you know prepare for that as well <laughs> it's gonna be a big week away so and this have so you heard any updates on the Flanagan news I think he, a fight's been confirmed oh I'm, yeah I'm not exactly sure trying to get it up here on time oh no 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 yeah confirmed I mean someone um it out there. I think they retweeted the uh, IFL interview. They had. what Linares? Do you think is uh, no? It wasn't Linares. It, it was a champion. Actually, um, I think it was a former contender. I'm not too sure exactly okay. who it was. I might not be able to find it. All right. Well, we'll definitely make sure that's on our Facebook and Instagram page. So that'll be online. Listen. Also, want to give a big shout out to some of the guys that have just kind of joined our media team. Raps on TV is growing, um, but we've got Tom who's in the studio with us here now. We've got Umar. We've got Joe Fakarai. You got Zaman. And we've got Shaq Sudin. And we've got 
I think that's it. That's, that's it. it. There's another guy. There's another guy called Cody, but he's all like disappeared. He's yeah. off. He's, 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 he's like a deep sea fish, mate. Can't track him. Off the radar. Off so the listen, radar. Um, personally, I want to say it's been a busy week um, in general for boxing. So we really appreciate the help these guys are doing. They see the project, they believe in it, and they're helping us grow. So we're just going to keep continue to get more content. Keep subscribing. Keep following. Keep reading the articles. Keep everything flowing. All of, that, all of that. All of that. All of that. All of that. She's already in the vibes already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that Twitter page at Raps on TV and Facebook Raps on TV, Instagram Raps on TV. Uh, keep following, guys. Okay, so on that note, enjoy your weekend. If you're in London, enjoy the sun. And don't forget, listen, we're making a big change to our schedule. We're going to be moving to Tuesdays from next week. The schedule is changing, guys, so we're going to be broadcasting from Tuesday from next week. Yeah, we're going to be broadcasting from a Tuesday. So check out the Facebook and the Instagram. We'll be doing the post. We will start having more guests, but we're definitely going to be back on a Tuesday. And what that allows us to do is to talk about the boxing fights a lot sooner. We can't wait to talk to you guys on a Thursday. It's too long. It's way too long. So yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, boom, Raps on TV's back, baby. And next week is Daryl Williams, who's fighting uh, Jermaine Smash Smiley. Smile. Smash Smiley Me again. Fight. Yeah. So tune in for that show. Andrew Selby. Goodbye.